you're listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Behrens, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Behrens, 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. Hey, everybody. (coughs) Welcome to the Tactical Kitchen Show. That's not even funny. (laughs) Shame on you. This is episode 87, the coronavirus episode, I guess. Yes, it is full-on coronavirus time. Man, I know. So it feels like the entire world is shutting down for business, you know, like closing up shop. Basically, Paris, France, France France in general, closed all their cafes, their restaurants, all their, you know, public, like eating place, everything. Everything's closed. Things are changing fast. And, you know, by the time you hear this, this might be super old news. It could be, because you know. it'll be in a couple of hours, maybe when you hear it, or <laughs> so, maybe you'll listen to it tomorrow, yeah. but we'll get it out today. Yeah, so this is, uh, we joked last week about, you know, coronavirus, uh, man, it's full on, you know, panic this week. So a lot of you may have experienced what we've experienced this week, is that you received notice from your school system, your school district, that your kids are going to now basically be a permanent fixture in your house. Yeah, how fun is that, right? <laughs> right. So a lot of us have our kids home for a very extended spring break with the potential for it being even longer than we already think. Right now, ours is at two weeks extension. Right. But you actually saw some indicators that they may be thinking about the entire rest of the year. Yeah, they're talking about, uh, you know, shutting down some schools for the rest of the year. And, you know, now, you know, when you talk about what different people are doing to, you know, flatten the curve or... Uh, you know, help the medical system out from not taking a huge hit, kind of like the UK is doing, uh, trying to make sure that we don't get too many cases so we overwhelm the health system. Uh, you know, I don't know if they should have waited a couple weeks and then did this or just shut down school altogether. I don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, what we're going to talk about today is some of the things that happened to us recently, like when, when Melody was sick before, what we're kind of thinking that might have been, and also uh, what you, everybody can do going forward to kind of keep your sanity. Right, because we're in this period of social distancing, and um, some people are taking it really serious, and some people are kind of poo-pooing the idea, and, you know, we don't want to freak people out or be someone, you know, a podcast that is, like, encouraging any kind of panic. What I like to be is proactive. Yeah, proactivity is, is how you manage a crisis. That's exactly what it is, and and so for people like like us, you know, we didn't have to rush out and buy a lot of food because, you know, we don't keep a lot of food, but we're able to extend our food if we have to. Well, I think we were talking about this when and you, a lot of you guys listening, you're carnivore or you're keto and you know nutrient-dense food tends to take up a lot less space. Right. Um, when you're looking at meat and, you know, fats... Uh, all these things take up a lot less space in, in your refrigerator than if you have to have a, like five pounds of leafy greens a day. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> That yeah. takes up so much room, and you're not really extracting a lot of nutrition from that. So just based on what we eat, we can live very minimally 
And, um, you know, I'm not terribly worried about the food situation. I, you know, I, I'm not going to make this a political thing, but obviously the president of the United States has said he's been on in conversation with all the different food distributors and different heads and CEOs of grocery stores, and we're not in a shortage or a crisis of things being shipped and, and transported to the stores. So his words exactly were, relax. Yeah, relax. and everybody should just relax. It's relax. gonna be okay. You know, and one of the things that we're like Steve said, we'll talk about today are some practical things that you can do during this period of time where maybe you are kind of stuck in the house, but we also don't want to forget those people who are continuing to have to be out in public with, you know, their job and be especially in a situation where they're now having to work overtime. So I have to think about that. Like, yeah, we're kind of like buckling down and doing the social uh, distancing, but there are a lot of people who that's not even an option for, and they're having to now work overtime instead. Yeah, you know, and you're talking about people who work in, of course, the delivery system, the shipping system, you know, transportation, um, you know, the, the... The toilet paper department. The toilet paper department, the medical system. They're under a lot of stress right now. Right, and um, so let's see. Where do we want to really begin today? Because... First of all, we started this morning, like we do every day, like we do every Monday. We we had our coffee. We got up. We did a little bit of thing, a little bit of stuff around the house. Then we got outside. It's it's overcast here today, but it's not raining. We used that as our opportunity to get out and get some fresh air. Um, you ran. I walked. So yeah, just getting I outside. See a reason to run. We haven't seen the sun here in like three days. <laughs> Right. I mean, it has been uh, a while. It seems like ever since we've we've kind of like uh, you know uh, self isolated uh, that the sun has not been out, which is kind of funny. It is. It's interesting. It makes it a little bit more somber, I think, um, just because you have no sunshine, which is always a little bit of like a downer. Um, one thing we want to talk about is the reason why I mentioned we did the same thing we do every Monday is because. During this time, a lot of you are going to be in a different situation than you normally are for your everyday life, and it's going to be really important to develop a schedule for yourself. Um, One thing that I know uh, after being a parent (laughs) is that if if your kids are just like without instruction and without any kind of structure in their life, they tend to become anxious and more, um, more... just insecure and we're just we're just big kids right so if you have no schedule if you have nothing kind of planned you might start to feel a little bit more anxious and sometimes that can actually lead people into a fog of depression so what would that look like for you well you'll have to figure that out for yourself but planning stuff to do during the day if you're you know not working from home or working from home Making a schedule and a routine, that's going to be really important. I thought of this because I thought, um, I watch a show called Scandal. Um, (laughs) So that's part of my schedule. And anyway, there's a character in it, and he has been in an isolation situation as a prisoner. And the one thing that he mentions as his character is that you have to have a routine, basically, to survive. I know you went through survival training, mm-hmm, yeah, and and that's important. Oh, and I've been in situations where you're basically isolated. I remember there was a solid, 
I spent a solid week in a probably 10 by 8 room with, with a dirt floor and a cot for probably a week in Africa once. Yeah. And, you know, you, the, the routine was I got up in the morning, I went, I, I checked in, uh, we had some really horrible breakfast food. Uh, you know, then everybody kind of like went back to their rooms and just, and kind of just hung out because there was nothing to do. So that was something for, for me when I look back on, you know, how I deal with isolation, you know, I, I read books I had, luckily I, I had a portable like video game system that I used, you know, probably overused, but you know, just getting out every once in a while, uh, I, I still worked out, Yeah. you know, I still made sure that I, I did, I did working out during that time frame. So, but, but I had a schedule that I maintained and that made it bearable. Right. And if you're a parent and you have small children at home, you probably want a schedule. So you're probably doing that. But if you're a grown adult and you're kind of home by yourself, maybe it might be a lot easier to just slip into like nothingness of doing nothing. And it might feel good for a day or two to kind of like have that nothing to do. But eventually that wears on you. And Mm -hmm. it's so important that you have a routine and a schedule to maintain because it gives you a sense of security and it does relieve anxiety. And let's face it, this is a time where we're seeing a lot of people post about anxiety. We actually had some trouble falling asleep last night. Yeah. I mean, and I've seen that a lot today, people talking about not being able to go to sleep. And one of the components of that is, I know we did it last night, we were checking the news before we went to bed. That's a big no-no. It is. It is something we normally don't do. And that's why I'm saying like a lot of us will fall into patterns that we normally are not, you know, participating in, like maybe watching the news, listening to the news, reading the news, and then you get a little bit of anxiety and then you have trouble sleeping. And we saw that throughout social media posts this morning that other people are in that same situation. So creating a system for yourself where that's not the last thing you do at night is to check the news because whatever happens, it's still going to be there tomorrow. Right. If your bedtime is 10 o'clock and you cut off checking the news at 8, you know, nothing more is going to happen in those two hours between, you know, 8 o'clock and the time you get up the next morning than anything that you're going to be able to control. So uh, what we recommend is we usually don't watch the news. And if right. we do watch the news, we, we usually watch the BBC because um, they're way less dramatic about delivering the news. And so we like to read the news, just, you know, find a good source and read what updates are. So we, what we've been doing lately is we've been watching more news, which we normally know, don't we do. normally don't do. And then we've been reading more news at night before we go to bed, which we normally don't do. And both those things will create a bit of anxiety, even if you don't realize it. And last night we both had a little problem relaxing and going to sleep because of that issue. So, so just make sure that, you know, get the news. You want to stay updated, but make sure that you, you're reading it to digest it and not having somebody dramatically deliver you a message. Right. And we, we notice the difference between our, you know, U.S.-based news versus other countries. And we put a lot of music to our news, like oh, a lot man. of dramatic music. It kind of gets you feeling a bit anxious before it even starts. It's that bum bum, you know. It gets you kind of revved up and gets your blood pumping and builds an anxiety in you, just like in a movie. If you take away the music in a scary movie, it's not quite as scary. Right. Same thing for the news. I've noticed that. So if you can watch something or read something that removes that, it's much less. Um, anxiety promoting yeah and everyone knows this it, it's it's not always what you say but how you say it how the message is delivered and you know even people that are you know in day-to-day life we call them drama queens 
Uh, everything, <laughs> everything they say is overhyped and inf- inflated, and you know who those people are. And then you have other people that uh, they seem to be much calmer and they deliver things in a much easier fashion, and that's what you're looking for. Right. Um, and the nightly news, man, it does not do that. No, it doesn't. They come on with the music, and you automatically feel like, oh, the world's ending. Yes, yes. Stress <laughs> level automatically goes up. So, right. So that's something that you can think about. So keeping a schedule, and what that schedule should include for anyone, really, is some time of physical activity, especially if you're stuck at home and you can't go to the gym right now, because a lot of you may get into a situation like that where all of a sudden, I mean, come on, like restaurants are closing, Starbucks is going to close its doors to people and make you do pickup or drive through. Oh my God. It's getting so weird. And maybe your gym might close for a time. A lot of CrossFit gyms are deciding to close during this time and promote home-based workouts. What does that look like for you if you don't have any equipment? Well, there are so many places where you can go to get like a body weight workout versus, you know, having to have equipment. You don't have the excuse of not doing anything. Right. You really don't because if, if you are, you know, at home now working from home when you usually don't do... Man, it is a great time to understand how home workouts work. It is. And if you've never done it before and you need some guidance on that, you can simply just message us and we'll we'll help get you set up with something for your home. Yeah, when we make you know all kinds of workouts, but home workouts are one of the ones we make for people very often, especially for people that travel. And this is the same scenario. If you're stuck in a hotel with no gym but you still want to work out, we make those workouts, you know, whether it's 10 or 20 minutes of just a body weight workout where we hit all the parts, you know, efficiently and you get a great workout and you can, you know, now you move on with your day. Yeah. And there's tons of resources online for this. There's a lot of people posting stuff right now on Instagram. A lot of CrossFit boxes are sharing their home-based workout plan for free right now. So you're not limited in what you can find, really. Um, You just have to look a little bit. Yeah. And if your kids are at home with you, make them do it. Right. Because that's an activity and you can make it really fun. I mean, you know, having something as simple as, you know, your kid hopping on your back and doing lunges across the living room, you know, they'll think that's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Just fun stuff like that. So if you are in a place where you can get outside, maybe take the chance, you know, or the opportunity to do those workouts in your driveway or in your backyard. If you're not in a swamp like we are right now from all the rain. Um, (laughs) You can't walk across our backyard. No, it's very smushy. Yeah. But, you know, if you have the opportunity to get outside, take a walk. Um, That's what we did today. We made sure we got outside. Um, Probably going to do that again today after dinner just to get out and get some fresh air, which is super important. We wish we could get some sun, but apparently that's not in the cards right now. (laughs) Well, well, you bring up a good point. If you are self-isolating, you're inside a lot more than normal, and it's been rainy and cloudy like it has been with with us, make sure you're, you're trying to get vitamin D. Yeah, this is a time where, you know, I love real food first, obviously, so get your egg yolks and make sure you get, you know, plenty of vitamin D that way. And then it might be a time where, you know, if you have vitamin D3 supplementation, this might be a time that you want to take it. Um, You know, just kind of weigh that out for yourself. And if you have questions, you can let us know. Yeah, and just make sure if you're taking that D3, you take it with food, right? 
Um, yeah, unless you have one like we have that is already emulsified in an oil. So a D, vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin. So if you have it in pill form, um, if, make sure first that it's D3, not D2. And then also have that with a fat, a meal that contains fat because you want the fat so that it will absorb. That's a big component of yeah. taking vitamins and minerals is you always want to take them with food. Yeah. So you know, we talked about, uh, you know, creating a schedule, which was, is great for, you know, everybody. One of the other things we talked about was, was creating a new practice. Yes. This, if you have downtime, this is a perfect time not to panic, but to create something new in your life. Yeah, and, and that could be a lot of things because we always joke there's so many self help things to do out there. And if you try to do if you try to do all the self help things in one day, you wouldn't do anything else but self help, which kind of defeats the whole thing <laughs> of doing self help so you so you can do better at your life. Um, so you know, pick one of those things that you've always thought about doing, and whether that be yoga or meditation or like say just walking more, um, breathing, you know, learning how. To breathe correctly, like most people don't breathe right. I noticed that with a lot of my young athletes. They don't breathe correctly. So, you know, establishing a, a breathing time. It's so simple sounding, but it's so beneficial. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us are going to have some extra time right now to do some of these things. If you don't, and you're one of those people that's having to work double and triple time right now, um, you might need to definitely incorporate some of those practices in your life just to relax a little bit. Deep breathing, five deep breaths with your eyes closed, just being still for a minute can reset your central nervous system and put you back into that parasympathetic state. And a lot of us are living right now across the world in that sympathetic state because we're anxious or you know we're getting a little bit worried. So five deep breaths, close your eyes, Breathe in, breathe out, reset your nervous system, and and move on with the day. It's going to be beneficial to you. Um, but we do want to remember, obviously, all those people who are having to work so hard right now to right. keep everything going. And, and, and you know, and bringing up that that the, all these people are having to work more. If you're somebody that's, uh, you know, your work is shut down and you're having to work less, you know, there there are going to be opportunities out there for you to do something. Right. Whether it's, I've seen a lot of people talk about delivering food to mm-hmm. medical staff who are maybe a little overworked or having to work overtime to get prepared just in case. Um, so, you know, find ways that you can you can give back but still stay safe. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and, and not expose yourself or others just in case. Um, but there's so many things you can do. We talked about the social distancing thing, and it can, it can promote this sense of like you're going to be so lonely because you're not getting out and you know sometimes we just like to go and get out get out and have a cup of coffee someplace well right now we can't do that no and so how do you stay connected with people well we have these super awesome devices that we carry around all the time and we don't really use the full potential of them we don't and, and that's one of the things that that you know over the past couple of days I've been checking in with friends and family a little more just to see how everyone's doing. But one of the things you can do is just set up maybe a FaceTime call with with, with somebody you haven't talked to in a while, or maybe uh, a conference call with with more than one person in your family, and just have an online family get together. It'll be fun. Yeah, you can actually have more than one person on FaceTime. I'm not um, very up on what goes on with Android phones. I've never had one, so. If you're an Android person, I have no idea how to help you, how in the world to help you. I don't know what you do. But if you're an iPhone person, 
Um, which, speaking of that, Apple happened to shut down all of their stores across the world for the next two weeks. Yeah. I don't know what's happening in China right now, but I know they're kind of like on a down slope with all of the coronavirus. So I think some things are opening back up. But I do know that across the U.S., Apple has closed their stores. Yeah. But your iPhone is still open. Your iPhone still works. (laughs) Your iPhone still works. It's a great tool to connect with other people. You can do this through your Facebook. You can do this through so many different ways to stay connected. And yeah, it's a little bit digital, but we all wanted this, right? Remember when all of us as kids were probably like, someday we're going to be able to talk on the phone on our screen and we're going to be able to see people. I thought that was going to be the greatest thing ever, and I hardly ever use it. Yeah, so go ahead and and use what you have available, and and that uh, I've done that with like you know my daughter or or my mom. It, it makes you feel a little better to to see that person's face and just have that conversation for a few minutes. Yeah, absolutely. It gives you a sense of connection. Yes, we know you're not touching them, but you're not supposed to be touching them right now anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wash your hands, you filthy animals. <laughs> so. You know, we're not supposed to touch our face, right? But everybody does it. You you know, you don't realize how much you touch your own face until you're told not to touch your face. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, uh, back when I was in the military, this is back in, you know, two, pre-2000, I went to a course, and they had uh, over the urinals, they had a, a statistic of, you know, the normal human touches his face. I, I want to say it was three times every minute, average. You know, and that's while you're in the bathroom. So it was the emphasis was, hey, wash your hands, you filthy animal. That's exactly what they were trying to get across to us. So the military has always been pretty proactive on hygiene because, you know, when you when you start throwing 50 people in an open bay, uh, all sleeping together and living together, a a lot of bad things can happen. Yeah. You better be cleaning yourself. So you better be cleaning yourself. So they've always been pretty, pretty high on the on emphasizing hygiene. Yeah. And that's really important right now. I know a lot of people are like... I see so many posts. It's like, I can't believe we have to tell people to wash their hands. But we do. That's the way it is. It's just the way it is. We're still cave people. It's it's not a big deal. We really are, aren't we? Yes. And um, what was one of the next things we were going to talk about? So we're still talking about new practices or things you can can do to occupy your time. One of the things that that we like to do is learning. So educational stuff. And again, you can bring uh, your kids in depending on their age, really. Uh, in on this as well, but like our, you know, a teenage kid can actually watch this. Low Carb USA has a lot of available videos, right, of great speakers who who talk about this kind of stuff. And I know it, you know, I say low carb, but they're they're health minded uh, talks. They're not just you know specifically it's only about low carb. They're about how to be healthy, right. So you can use lowcarbusa.org. You can use the Low Carb Down Under. There's Ancestral Health Symposium. There are so many avenues that you can go through with YouTube to actually hear really incredible speakers talk on subjects that you might be interested in. Maybe you haven't ever really been interested in them or didn't know you were interested in it, and you could learn something brand new. And I think it's a great time and an opportunity to develop some more knowledge for yourself and be more self-educated if you have this downtime. Um, It's something that we do, we try to do on a regular basis. Uh, And, you know, there are days, there are times and weeks where we go and we don't do this, but um, it's something we always try to incorporate in our schedule for the most part throughout the year. But even more so maybe over the next few weeks while we really are kind of like... 
we can't go get coffee yeah. anywhere. <laughs> so if you're kind of more, uh, you know, looking at the athletic applications, then uh, Dr. Stephen Finney is a really great guy to look up. There's a lot of good um, videos on him talking about this online. If you're kind of interested in, um, you know, some stuff about carnivore, Dr. Georgie Ede is a great person who has mm-hmm. a lot of stuff online. I would also go to CrossFit Health. Um, they are posting, CrossFit, they're posting all of their talks from, they're having all these experts come in, and some of them are the low-carb experts, um, and there's some other people involved in it, but CrossFit's really promoting um, education in this area of health and wellness, so that's also a great resource that I just recently started filtering through myself and mm-hmm. watching videos, trying to learn more things, and it's a good time to do that. Yeah, and 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 you know have you know involve the kids if you feel that's necessary. If not, set up things for them to do. One of the things that is a great time to knock out is kind of spring cleaning, like you know have the kids reorganize, <laughs> empty their drawers, get rid of things. Put it all back together. Their closets, their rooms. Um, you know, this is a great time for them to, to just kind of start knocking out and getting rid of all the clutter. Yeah, and they're all going to really appreciate you pointing that out. <laughs> well, so. that's one of the things that uh, we did yesterday. We're yeah. Like, all right, we're cleaning this room, top to bottom, moving furniture. Uh, you know, cleaning windows, seals, all that kind of stuff. Just do a good. Uh, top to bottom cleaning of the kids' room. Yeah, and you don't have to have the Lysol for that because we know it's out of stock at every store you're probably going to because of hoarders. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but oh my gosh, I saw that one thing with the guy with the seventeen thousand bottles of hand sanitizer. Yeah, those people I, right there just—they really drive me crazy. I, I just—I have no words. I'm not even going to say anything about what I think about that because it's ugly. Well, the sad thing is, he thinks of himself as as an entrepreneur. I know. He saw something that was going to happen, so he purchased product that he thought he could sell for a profit. So he thinks he's he's doing the capitalistic thing and just making money. However, there comes a point where you're starting to affect other people's uh, way of life and their health, and that's when you lost. You know what right. I mean? Right. You lost me on that, buddy. You know, if he, if he would have bought a certain, as they say, it was Elmo dolls. Yeah. And, you know, back in the day, he had he'd stocked up on Elmo dolls because he saw the demand for Christmas and he sold them. That's one thing. But hand sanitizer or let's just say toilet paper because those are the two things right now that everybody's freaking out about. Uh, those two things you should not be hoarding and trying to make a profit off of. No, because you could be really affecting someone else's life with that, with um, especially if they're in a compromised situation. Like my own mother. She's 82. She already has asthma. She already has a lot of respiratory issues. And I keep trying to emphasize to her that she needs to stay in and stay away from people because they're nasty. And um, and she's like, well, I went to church, but I left after a praise and worship, so I'm probably good. And I'm like, that's, that's not even what I'm talking about. I sat on the back row and I just elbow bumped people. No, mom, that's really not enough for you. Well, and that brings up a good point because some people are going to be way more uh, susceptible to getting things than others. Like... Uh, you know, again, they know that, you know, children and kids in their 20s, uh, they, they're not a, that affected by this issue. So so they can be out and not have a problem. And I think that's one of the one of the issues is they're going out and partying to the bars and the clubs right. and saying it's not a big deal. They don't understand that if they can infect other people who, who are at risk. Right. Yeah. People who are older or already immunocompromised, you know, they already have immune system issues. 
Or if you've been recently sick, something like that, you might be more vulnerable. And of course, people with metabolic health issues uh, like diabetes and heart disease and different things like that are obviously right now we're hearing on every news outlet that those are the people who are most vulnerable, Um, you know, elderly it's just like, don't buy up all the hand sanitizer and all the Lysol. These people need some too. <laughs> right. They might actually even need some toilet paper. But, yeah. you know, my new mantra for this year will be, do you have a square to spare? <laughs> so, you know, the old Seinfeld episode, can you spare a square? And I just need three squares. You know, Elaine's in the in the toilet uh, yeah, stall that was pr- pretty in funny. The bathroom stall, and the girl won't give her any toilet paper. And that's really, it's like Seinfeld was like reading our future there. Like, yeah, nobody has any toilet paper to spare. Yeah. yeah well, you know, it, it, it's going to be okay. They can make more toilet paper. That's, there's not going to be a shortage. Charmin. Charmin's like, we don't need it. So, Charmin's <laughs> like, squeeze the Charmin. Yeah. Come on. Keep yeah. on squeezing it. <laughs> So that's kind of some guidance from us and what we're going to be doing, uh, you know, the next few weeks, hopefully just a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we're good on groceries right now. I mean, I've, I think a lot of people in the carnivore and the keto world are pretty, pretty good with understanding how to plan, um, and how they're going to eat. And a lot of us can fast for long periods of time. Not that you're really going to have to. One thing I wanted to talk about just in the realm of diet and being in social (laughs) distancing is that a lot of us are really used to eating only one or two times a day, but there is something that happens when you have to stay home and it's called boredom eating. The munchies. You just start eating because you're bored. Yes, you're in your house, you're hanging out, you're not doing a whole lot, and you wander in the kitchen, and they're like, I'll just eat some stuff. I, I'm i guilty of that. Muddy will tell you I was a heavy snacker muncher before we went keto. It got better, but I do find myself, if I'm in the house a lot, I will just kind of go grab the pork rinds or you know, grab some meat sticks and just kind of snack on them because it's there. I'm not doing it because I'm hungry. I'm just doing it because it's there. Yeah. It's something to really keep track of for yourself that you're not falling into that trap of boredom eating because it is just like, it's idle, an idle mind, you know, yeah. be- <laughs> becomes an active mouth. <laughs> so, I mean, other things you can do in place of that, maybe have a cup of tea. Yeah, like, herb, you know, if herbal you're into tea. herbal tea or whatever, if you have that around. Um, you know, uh, we have we have, we have uh, dandelion tea we, in there. Yeah, or, I like, I like it's called Dandy Blend, and I use it a lot when um, I'm trying to cut back on caffeine. So it is something that you can order from Amazon. All of us still have access to Amazon, so mm-hmm. those people are still having to work. Um, so Dandy Blend is a dandelion root based tea. It's instant. If you do if you do a little bit more than the um, recommended amount, it'll give you a dose like a dose, a recommended mixture on there. Uh, if you do the most for your ounce of water, it tastes most like coffee. It's the closest thing to coffee that I've found, but there's no caffeine and it's, you know, it it's great. It's just, a, it's just again, if you have, if you are one of those people like me who have the boredom eatings, uh, having an extra, you know, herbal tea or maybe an extra dandelion will kind of keep me away from the food. So if you get into a situation, not saying you are, I'm not trying to create panic, but if you, you know, you got to be smart. Um, if you get in a situation where you're trying to extend your food, 
then drinking some something that's kind of a appetite suppressant will help you along the way. Yeah, it just kind of gives you something to put in your mouth that's not harmful, not, you know, also it's not going to add to your energy intake for the day, especially if you're being a little more sedentary because you are home. That's something to consider. We have to think about all these things. I've already seen people post in the memes of like this very svelte horse you know, that says pre-quarantine and then a really (laughs) chunky pony and it says post-quarantine. And some of us are going to be in that situation where (laughs) we got ice cream in the freezer, man. Well, if if your survival food is Doritos and ramen noodles, you got, you're going to have problems. Right. I saw that at the store the last time I went, people stocking up. I saw one, one car, the trunk was open the back of the SUV, rather, was open. There were cases of Dos Equis, cases of, um, like, those Kool-Aid. Whatever. Those plastic Kool-Aid, like, yeah. you know, we my just daughter remembered tear the, the top off. Yeah, my daughter remembered the name of them. Um, but anyway, the Kool-Aid drinks in the plastic bottle. And every bag of Dorito flavors you could you could shake a stick at. So I was like, this person is going to need some toilet paper. Yeah. And but that if that's your idea of stocking up for being stuck in the house, then yeah, that's going to be a problem. None of you guys are probably in that situation. I'm sure you're seeing it if you go to the grocery store. Um, but you know, don't fall into the boredom eating. Make sure that you're still tracking that stuff so you don't get in a situation after two weeks and it's like you've been on Christmas vacation for two weeks and now you know, a lack of activity and you find yourself really behind the ball. Yeah. So just be smart about that. We know most people listen to this, they've already conquered that, that, uh, you know, eating issue. Uh, just know that when, you know, when you become bored, you're going to do that. I'm, I'm well, very guilty of it. I think the reason why it would be a concern is because there's a little bit of heightened anxiety yeah, yeah. among certain people, which that's going to release your cortisol. Your cortisol is going to drive your blood glucose out like crazy. You might you might notice you get hungry a little more often, and it's just because maybe you might be a little bit anxious or yeah. a little bit stressed, and that's going to cause some extra hunger and blood sugar issues. So be aware of that as you go through this time, at, you know, this weird and crazy time. That's something that we talked about uh, just this week. I, I was telling Melody while, while I travel, oftentimes when I travel, I get a craving for like M&Ms. Like, Weirdo. I know. It's, <laughs> but I don't have that when I'm at home. I never, ever feel that way. But if I get on the road for a couple of days, I feel like I could eat an entire bag of M&Ms. And that's not normal for me. But, you know, we talked about it. And what that is, is even though I'm traveling and I, I don't feel like I have more stress or anxiety... Your, your body does when you travel. Yes, it's, so, it's a stressor on your body. So it creates those uh, cravings for things that you normally wouldn't want. So you're going to, people can have those. I'm not saying you're going to, but it's possible if you start having those cravings, the, you know, especially right now with everything going on, understand what it is and then maybe have a little piece of chocolate. Yeah, have that, you know, have, if you have it available, if you were able to get some at the store. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any. If you have any, you know, that might happen. If you have a craving that builds up, yeah, exactly. Just understand where it's coming from and then, you know, mitigate it with a keto food and call it good. And let's, let's all stick in this, through this thing together. Um, another thing that we wanted to talk about 
besides we we talked about sleep, we start we talked about setting a schedule and activity. Um, get outside when you can. That's really important. Uh, some of some of you guys may live in apartment buildings, which makes might make it a little more difficult at times to really be away from people because you're kind of in close proximity. So you know whatever it is that you can do to to get out and maybe get some fresh air if you are in a situation where you're really shut in. Um, what was the next thing we were going to talk no, about? I think that was a, that's really most of the things we wanted to cover. We kind of covered already. Uh, the only thing we didn't talk about was your thing with um, talking to um, you know the medical system and seeing if maybe you had the coronavirus back when you had pneumonia. Okay, so this came up over the last couple of days. And this is, first of all, let me preface this with there is no... Um, clear-cut answer to this right now. I don't have any hard proof, evidence, testing, nothing. Um, This is something that came up by just reading through other nurses and different medical professionals' social media posts on the fact that back through November and early January, they were just stating that if you were sick during that time with a respiratory illness and tested negative for the flu, it's possible because this has been here since November, they estimate, that maybe you already had contracted the coronavirus. So I know it was really bizarre that I ended up with pneumonia in January, like end of December, 1st of January. So my thought was I started really retracing it. And if you didn't know the story, Steve traveled to uh, Nashville, Tennessee through DFW International Airport um, back in mid-December, he got back on December the 12th, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I came back and, uh, about three days after I got back, I got a severe head cold. Yeah. A really bad head cold, which I actually kind of made fun of him because he went and laid down and <laughs> I was like, Oh, look at you're such a baby with your cold. Well, guess what? A few days later I got it. And so we, we knew he brought it home from traveling Coronavirus wasn't even on the radar at this time. So I got it. Um, By December 20th, I woke up with a sore throat and started developing the head cold. And then it started getting pretty bad until like December 23rd. Then around that time, I started to start to feel better. Made it through Christmas. Was totally functional the whole time. Never had to go and lay down. Never ran a fever. Um, But... I started feeling better, and then by December 29th, on I kept track of all of this, I just took a nosedive. Like, the day before, on December 28th, on Saturday, I thought I was getting better. By the time, mid-afternoon, December 29th, I was starting to feel really bad. By 5 o'clock the next morning, on December 30th, I was in the ER, and I had pneumonia, and I had become septic, which means that the infection was in my blood, And what was interesting is that I found out later, um, I also tested negative for for the uh, flu virus at that time, but then found out later that um, from my doctor who was like, man, you were like really like 24 to 48 hours from like total organ failure. I mean, without medical intervention, it could be fatal. And I was like, that is so weird. And I've tried to really piece together why that would happen. I did drink some alcohol during that time, and we've talked about that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's just us kind of going back and, and looking at it and, and seeing, 
what happened. And now that could have been it could have been just a normal you know sickness that was floating around that that I that I brought home that we got. Uh, one important thing to note was our our son who's sixteen didn't get a hint of it. No, he actually was out of town. We 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 took him to the airport. He left um, and was gone for the week that I was really sick. Um, and then one thing interesting is that I did call my um, aftercare nurse this morning. I called my my primary care. They said I would need to get tested for antibodies at the hospital. That would be the only thing they could come up with. But I was just wondering if I could be tested for antibodies to the coronavirus. And my aftercare nurse from the hospital said, I'm not sure we're there, but what you're saying is very plausible. And I'm passing this information on to the infectious disease department of the hospital because they might want to talk to you. So... You know, we are in those talks and we're seeing what I was thinking didn't seem to be crazy to her. She thought it was very plausible because she did tell me that during that time, there were a lot of non-flu related pneumonias, which that's what we're looking at with the coronavirus is obviously you're not going to test positive for the flu. It's something else. And what is the real threat? The threat is pneumonia. And... There's the train. Yep. It, it agrees. So I am going to keep everybody up to date with that. Um, I've posted on my personal Facebook page. It's a public post, so you can go find that and find the timeline of what happened. Uh, at I'm just Melody Barons on Facebook, and you'll be able to see that. And I'm sharing up-to-date information as I find anything out. Right now, I don't know if you can be tested for coronavirus antibodies. But if so, I will go and do that. Yeah. So uh, that was the last thing we want to talk about. So I think that kind of wraps up this week's episode. Uh, We really hope everybody is doing well and uh, you're avoiding the chaos. Right. And of course, as always, eat to promote good immune responses. Don't drink alcohol during this time, really. I know you're home, and some of you might get into the, hey, I'm going to drink all my dry farm wines. <laughs> but seriously, this is a time to really keep your immune system strong, and we know that alcohol will suppress it. So don't be like me, like I was in December and early January. Don't drink alcohol. And stay healthy. Wash your hands. You know the drill. Yeah, everybody will be fine. Remember, we're going to be fine. It's okay. Everybody's going to be all right. So... Uh, we think that wraps it up. Um, we really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. Uh, we hope you have a really great week. We hope everything gets better. Yeah, and um, make your schedule so that you have something that you're purposely doing every day to benefit your health and maybe add some extra knowledge to your life. Yep. So uh, go out there, eat fat, and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Tactical Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Don't forget to send your questions to btkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.